It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's hot time. We had a hot time. Together. Together. Yes, it's hot time. We had a hot time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. I've been in the business world for 20 years and have witnessed firsthand on multiple occasions in organizations of all shapes and sizes that when divisions of a company operate without leadership or stewards of principle, communication is one of the first things that suffers. It's the old right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing sort of a thing, and the organization starts deteriorating from the inside out. I feel like I've received a boots-on-the-ground MBA on how to not run a company. I bring that up because on a macro level, we're all quite aware that our government is currently in disarray. And if you take just a minute to zoom in on pretty much any sector, education, immigration, the prison system, the State Department— It's shocking to see just how effed up things really are. Major government agencies are understaffed or are operating with interim leadership or none at all. And whether you're a fan of the Trump administration or not, you can't deny those optics. And in the case of cannabis, things couldn't get any more confusing. I got the bottle of wine. The high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one toke. I mentioned to you in Podcast 36 that last month, an FDA advisory panel unanimously recommended approval of the first pharmaceutical CBD drug for epileptic treatment. If approved, and most signs point to yes, Epidiolex would be the first cannabis-derived prescription medicine available in the U.S., 
The message I get as a citizen and consumer when I read that is that the federal government is coming around to embracing the medicinal benefits of both hemp and cannabis, and they understand the huge financial opportunities. Those optics are good. I'm feeling hopeful. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, last January, the DEA created a new administrative drug code that officially classifies all cannabis extracts, including non-psychoactive extracts like CBD, as a Schedule One drug with no medical value. And ever since then, the hemp industry has been fighting back legally, challenging the DEA's new rule, arguing that the agency was overstepping its authority by classifying hemp-derived products as Schedule One drugs. Attorneys for the hemp industry asserted that because the 2014 Farm Bill officially denies hemp as a separate plant from its psychoactive cousin cannabis, CBD oils derived from hemp are not prohibited under the 1970 Controlled Substances Act, which only explicitly prohibits marijuana. I've read so many articles online trying to get a clear explanation of the case and the implications for states, businesses, and consumers. First, I want to give a kudos to Kristen Nichols at Hemp Industry Daily. I don't know you, but you did an outstanding job of laying this out in a clear and concise way. I'll include a link to Kristen's article in the show notes at casuallybake.com so you can read and explore further. So last week, a federal appeals court sided with the DEA and upheld its decision that CBD is a Schedule I controlled substance, which is obviously a punch in the gut to the American hemp industry and to us as consumers. The hemp industry had 45 days from the ruling to ask the Ninth Circuit to take a second look at the case to set up an appeal. If the Ninth Circuit sides with the DEA a second time, the decision may be appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. So while we wait, what shall we do? First, I think we should talk about something that makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Fake news. We have loads of evidence around the world of propaganda being strategically released by the likes of Breitbart, Sinclair Broadcasting, and a host of others. But it's important, especially now, that we pay attention to where we're getting our information. False information is perpetuated on social media by people haphazardly reading headlines and liking posts, or worse, sharing the information within their social sphere before being certain it's factual or even really reading it all the way through. And believing everything you read on Facebook is equivalent to trusting information from an anonymous source without vetting the details. If you want to maintain access to the CBD products you've incorporated into your wellness routine, then you need to speak up. Act locally. Find other people who appreciate the benefits of CBD and or cannabis and share your stories and educate your friends, family, and your greater community. The goal is to generate support. And if you like social media, share your stories and use hashtags. They matter. Use hashtag CBD and hashtag save CBD. Tweet at your local and state officials and the candidates vying for a seat at the table. 
Share your stories and concerns with your favorite local TV station and radio personalities. And don't forget about national influencers like Pod Save America. I'll share John, Dan, Tommy, and John Lovett's Twitter handles in the show notes. The more this is talked about in the mainstream, the better. There's so much happening in the world that something like this just slips through the cracks for someone who doesn't use CBD and someone who doesn't understand the benefits of it and all of the lives it affects in such positive ways. Anyone with a lick of sense knows it is outlandish to categorize CBD as a Schedule One substance having, quote-unquote, no accepted medical use. CBD in a lineup with heroin smells like a big, fat political racket. CBD producers vowed to fight the decision with CEO Michael Brubeck of Centuria Natural Foods leading and funding the appeal. Las Vegas-based Centuria grows its own hemp and produces CBD for sale nationwide. The Hemp Industries Association joined Centuria in its court challenge. And for those of you who are concerned during this interim time about your safety purchasing CBD, or maybe you're wondering why you can still order CBD products online in your favorite stores, no, it's not a trap. You won't be part of a sting operation and get hauled off to jail for treating your arthritis. And here's why. Congress has already passed laws that contradict the DEA drug scheduling. When Congress and an executive agency like the DEA come into direct conflict with what they say, Congress wins. Congress has the authority to make and enact laws that govern us as people. The DEA is an executive agency that is charged with making sure that people comply with those laws, just like the Food and Drug Administration or the Environmental Protection Agency or other government agencies. CBD is legal in a few different situations, mostly according to its point of origin. One, under the Controlled Substances Act, the mature stalk of the cannabis plant can be legally used. Therefore, CBD taken from the stalk is also legal. Two, the 2014 Farm Bill allows states to enact industrial hemp laws. CBD can be extracted from industrial hemp, therefore making it legal as well. 38 states and Puerto Rico considered legislation related to industrial hemp in 2017. These bills ranged from clarifying existing laws to establishing new licensing requirements and programs. At least 15 states enacted industrial hemp legislation in 2017. I'm including a link to the state industrial hemp statutes in the show notes so you can see where your state stands. And finally, industrial hemp can be legally imported from countries where it is also legal. As long as CBD is created from hemp or cannabis under one of these three scenarios, it's legal, according to Congress. In a nutshell, the DEA has said CBD is not legal, but it doesn't have the authority to say something is illegal that Congress has expressly said is legal. Lawmakers set a precedent when hemp was defined as containing less than 0.3% of THC. As long as cannabis or hemp has less than 0.3% of THC, the moral of this story is it's federally okay. 
So put that in your pipe and smoke it. You got your face fixed up nice with all those little, little colors. Are you less confused? More confused? Well, don't forget to check the show notes at casuallybaked.com for details on the state industrial hemp statutes. I'll also share a link to the state cannabis laws so you can review what's what, where you live, and get involved accordingly. Speaking of sharing, don't forget to share your favorite episode with a friend or family member. And don't be shy. Ask your can of curious questions at ask at casuallybake.com. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, produced, edited by the team of Just Joe. Our theme music is by my handsome and fabulous friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with his music, check out his latest album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you are buying your music these days. I know he didn't create high time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. And now for an extra special message to the person who emailed me calling themselves Mystic Tutor, but didn't leave an actual email address for us to have a conversation. I really hope today's message cleared some stuff up for you. Um, I love dialogue. I love connecting with people. And if I'm wrong, somebody absolutely tell me. But don't use a fake email address and just be a troll. If you have an opinion and you believe what you're saying, then own it. Hiding behind the internet is gross. It doesn't help anybody and it doesn't make you more believable. Feel free to email me again at ask at casuallybake.com directly to that email address, directly from your email address, and I would be happy to talk about cannabis with you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why is an endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.